真古的秀。Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Steve, coming at you. I am recording this on February twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen. Obviously, <laughs>、uh, I am sitting in my car. I am in San Luis Obispo. Today is my fiftieth birthday. This is going to be a short episode. Absolutely, a hundred percent, a short episode because I am, I'm basically on a vacation、uh, with a bunch of my friends. We're staying at this place called the Madonna Inn, which I highly recommend you、uh, do a Google search and look up Madonna Inn,、uh, San Luis Obispo.、Um, it's this crazy old, old, old hotel, and all the rooms are themed. And so, seeing as how I'm、uh, really, really into photography lately, and、um, it's my birthday, this was a good excuse to get a bunch of my close friends and go out of town. We're up on the central coast of California, a couple hours north of Los Angeles, like three hours north. And、uh, I brought all my camera equipment and strobe lighting and everything. Bunch of weird costumes and shit. So we're gonna take some weird photos. Um. So yeah, this is gonna be quick because I have something to do at one. It's now almost noon, and、uh, I gotta get this episode up and out by the end of the day. So this is happening now. I'm in my car. <laughs> I'm recording this also on my cell phone. Um, so I'm still not a hundred percent sure how I'm gonna get it. I guess I can upload it to Dropbox. Oh boy, I'm fifty and I could not be more technically impro improficient.、Uh, yeah, I, it, it's working. I hope I can record for an hour on this phone without filling up the、uh, memory. Anyway, so yeah, I have been at the Madonna Inn. This is day number two. I, I'm gonna come back tomorrow, Wednesday. I'll go back to LA, but、um, it's been really fun. The weather's been really nice. It's it's like cloudy, but like like sixty degrees. It's it's kind of perfect. I like this this weather. Um. I've been dreading this. I've been dreading turning fifty years old.、Um, I was just talking to some of my friends at breakfast this morning. Maybe it was lunch last night. I don't. I'm losing my mind. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember anything. But we were talking about how old we feel, or like how old. I don't feel old. That I shouldn't say that. I don't feel old. I feel exactly the same. Like. Pretty much as I did when I was a kid. It's weird when you're a little kid, you don't feel like a little kid. You feel like the way you do now. It, it's so weird. Like mentally, you're just aware and you、uh, know what you know, and everything's cool, and you feel like an adult. But there's also grown-ups.、Um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but like I feel the same mentally as I do. You know, did when I was super young. It's just I forget stuff more. 
and I don't understand how technology works. Um, so, yeah, I'm recording this on my phone. I left town kind of in a hurry. Um, I was in kind of a rush. Uh, I left actually Saturday. Um, well, this will get dark. I, I have a friend who commits su- commit su- committed suicide uh, Friday. Um, Brody Stevens, very funny comedian, one of the funniest people I've ever known in my life, one of the greatest comedians I've ever known in my life. Uh, if you follow me on my personal Instagram, you saw me posting a lot of photos uh, the past few days of Brody, and um, it was a surprise, and it was horrible. Um, he's one of those people that I've just known for forever, and everybody loved. Everybody loved Brody. I don't know people, anyone that hated him. He was a very aggressive <laughs> individual, a very unique uh, comedian. There's nobody like him at all. Most of his sets were crowd work um, and just stream of consciousness. He also wrote really great jokes. Um, but rarely had to use them because he would just go up and riff. And God, he was fucking amazing. Anytime I would have my own show, like anytime I would book a night at like the Improv or Largo or another theater or comedy club, like if it was a night of Steve Agee and Friends, I would always book Brody. He's one of my favorite comedians. And it, it was also just a sure thing booking Brody on on one of your shows because I never saw him bomb. I'm sure he did, but I I could always count on him. Even if I was with a shitty audience and every other comedian tanked, Brody could go up and just win everybody back. Um, so he was like my ringer. Um, but he struggled with depression and I believe manic depression too. There years ago he had a manic episode and that was a whole thing, but he's been struggling for a long time with not only depression, but medications and trying to find the right medications and mix of medications and going off of medications. It's really kind of tragic. Um, and it's weird, you know, depression because and Brody was a guy who knew that everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. Like, people always would say, God, you're funny, you're the, you know. And people, especially since his first breakdown years ago, people would always check in on him and ask if he was okay. So many times I told him if he ever needed anything to just let me know. Um, he knew he was loved. It wasn't one of those things, you know, someone commits suicide you always see fucking idiots on online who are like yeah well now it's too late nobody reached out nobody let him know you gotta let people know how people constantly let Brody know how they they felt um it's just that's how fucking dark the depression can get that's 
how tough it can be sometimes finding a combination of medications. Uh, it's super fucking sad and tragic and, um, I highly suggest, you know, going online, just Googling Brody Stevens and just watching some of his comedy. He was so weird. <laughs> he was such a fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was heartbreaking to s just so many people on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook tweeting his, their favorite jokes of Brody's or favorite moments or experiences and uh, I, I got it just bummed me out that he couldn't see the outpouring of love because uh, it was very touching. So if you go on Twitter or Instagram and just do a search, so much stuff will come up. He was so funny and he's going to be incredibly missed. Um, in fact, I was, because I was leaving town to come up here for my birthday, I knew it, I wasn't going to be able to get a guest and things might be dicey. I was like, oh, I'll play because since Brody's horrible, tragic incident, I'll run the episode <coughs> of the podcast with, um, Andy Richter, the one about depression and mental health and it's like oh shit I just ran that over Christmas so I can't do that so I'm here gonna recording this quick episode um, and uh, yeah I also yeah I left town without my recording equipment so I'm just doing this on my phone so I apologize for the poor quality um, probably could have done it over the weekend had I stayed home, but I, I was so sad and bummed just sitting home alone on the weekend. And anytime I looked on uh, Twitter or Instagram, it was just a reminder of, you know, Brody. And so I was like, I just, I'm just gonna leave town now. I know my friends are meeting me for my birthday on Monday. Um, but I'm, I just, I need a change of scenery, a change of pace. So, so I, uh, just took a little road trip and it's been nice. It's beautiful. I had a, a cool hotel room in Pismo Beach overlooking the ocean and, ah, life is hard, you guys. It's also weird the older you get. I'll tie this all into my birthday <laughs> somehow. But the older you get, the you know, the the more often you lose people that you care about, people that you know. Um, and that's just how it works, you know. Of course you're going to lose people in your family who are older. That's what getting old means. You die when you get to a certain age or your likelihood of a heart attack or stroke increases or even just dying of old age. You know, people die. And as you get older, the people, you know, around you are getting older. So you just deal with this shit more often. It's fucking horrible that, you know, my dad died like f almost four years ago. 
And luckily, you know, my mom had her friends. She had her best friend. And and now in those four years, my mom's best friend has passed away. Her cousin has passed away. Like, and now I'm just like, God, my poor fucking mother, you know? And it puts kind of a feeling of guilt on me of like, like I need to be there more often for her, which by the way, shouldn't be a guilty feeling. I shouldn't use the word guilt. It's actually wonderful to spend time with people. It's shitty that you start doing it for reasons like this. You know, when you get older, you're like, oh, my mom's lonely. I gotta, I should go hang out with her. I should go take her to lunch. <coughs> when in actuality, you should be doing that before your parents get old and lonely and, you know, for you young folks, <laughs> young folks out there, go take your parents to dinner. <laughs> take, take your parents to dinner for my birthday. <laughs> uh, Michael, what's the occasion? Why are you taking your mother and I out to dinner? Oh, it's Steve Agee's birthday and he asked me to. <laughs> this is my... Actually, that's a great idea. You're present to me, listeners. Take somebody in your family out to dinner. Have a nice dinner. Spend some time with someone in your family or fa someones in your family that you don't um, you don't normally spend a lot of time with. And you'll do it, and afterwards you'll be like, "That was cool." You never like really well. Sometimes you regret it. You get into political arguments and shit. But like, I randomly just years and years ago, I just went to a coffee shop with my dad. He was like, hey, you want to go get some coffee? I was like, I have never gotten coffee with my dad. This was like probably 10, 15 years ago. I was like, yeah, let's, okay, let's go get coffee. In my head, I'm like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? I've my dad I'm his kid what, what do I talk to my dad talk about with my dad and uh, it was fucking awesome I sat in a it wasn't a Denny's it was just some mom and pop coffee shop <laughs> and uh, my dad and I just sat there and I told him stories and he told me stories it was fucking rad I wish more than anything I had a podcast at the time and I had been recording it because the stories my dad told were great. I'm not going to lie, the stories I told were great. And it's amazing being an adult and not having to be afraid of your parents anymore. It is so fucking empowering. So liberating. I remember just when my dad and I were in this coffee shop, just like confessing all this shit to him because I was like fuck it he's like 75 years old he can't beat me up he's not gonna he can't ground me and so I, I remember the one story I told him was when I was in high school I was a senior in high school it was spring break uh I'd been going to you know a military school in Pennsylvania I came back to LA uh, or Riverside, Southern California for spring break. And I brought my friend, Matt, 
who had never been to California. And so his parents were like, yeah, you can go to California with Steve for spring break. That'll be fun. And so we were in California. We are staying at my parents' house, obviously, because we are <laughs> like 17 years old. But my friend Jimmy was like, hey, he had, he had started college already. He was a freshman and our spring breaks coincided. And he's like, dude, he's like, I'm so stoked you're in town. There's a party. Uh, one of the girls in one of my classes is having a party uh, at her parents' place. Her parents are out of town. And I know that's weird because she's in college, but I, you know, I guess people still live at home. She's like, they're having this big party. And uh, he's like, you guys should come. It'll be great. I was like, yeah, that'll be fun. And so Jimmy came over to my parents' house that evening. And I asked my mom and dad if I could borrow their car to go to this party. And they're like, sure. And so I borrowed my mom and dad's really nice Mercedes. <laughs> This is like some high school 80s teen comedy shit. Nice Mercedes. We go to this party and it is like far away. It's like 30 miles. Like it was a long drive. So we get there and it is just like 80s teen high school comedy level party where it's just like people are drunk and puking and all of just making out and it was a really fun party. I was not drinking. Um, I was being responsible. I think my friend Matt only had like one or two beers and didn't see Jimmy the whole night. Then uh, finally towards the end of the night, Matt and I, who were still on like Pennsylvania time, were like tired. I was like, let's get out of here. I'm tired. We gotta find Jimmy. And so we're, we find him like in a room, like in a closet or something, like, or in a bathroom, like, passed out on a floor. Totally passed out. We're like, Jimmy, let's go. We got to go. It's time to go. And he, like, comes to enough to be like, no, man, this is the greatest party ever. And uh, we're like, no, Jimmy, the party's over. Most of the people are gone anyway. He's like, oh, fuck, man, okay. So my friend Matt and I helped him walk to the car we put him in the back seat he's sitting right behind me I'm driving get in the car we're driving home and it's really quiet like we're on the freeway and it's you know probably like two o'clock in the morning and there was nothing the radio wasn't even playing and uh, just dead silent all of a sudden out of nowhere out of nowhere no warning at all. Jimmy sits up right behind me and projectile vomits inside my mom and dad's Mercedes. And he's sitting right behind me. So he pukes straight forward all over the back of my fucking head. Projectile. So it's going up onto the fucking windshield and the dashboard including my back. It literally made like a stencil shape of my body on the windshield and dashboard. It was so fucking gnarly. And normally I probably would have puked or something myself because I have such an aversion to vomit that I was like, oh my fucking... But I was so scared 
that my dad was going to fucking destroy me. <laughs> I was so, I was way more concerned about the car and my parents finding out. It didn't even really click that someone had just puked all over the back of my head. And I'm like, oh my God. And we're all in the car, all three of us are like going, oh my God, oh my God. And so I pull off the freeway to a gas station. We all get out. Jimmy is of no use. He's like sitting on the curb, like crying. <laughs> He's like, I'm so fucking sorry, man. I just fucked everything up. I just fucked it up. I'm such a fucking loser, man. He's like crying. And we're just like, shut the fuck up, dude. If you're not going to help us, just fucking lay there and shut up. And so me and my poor fucking friend who just wanted to come to California for spring break, are stuck cleaning puke out of this fucking Mercedes, which, by the way, my parents had sheepskin seat covers. So it wasn't like you just wipe it off of a fucking leather <laughs> fucking seat or a vinyl seat or whatever they have in those things. It was like soaked into a fucking sheepskin. But it wasn't that bad on the sheepskin. It was really mostly all over the the root, the ceiling of the car, the roof of the car, and the windshield and the dashboard. And I honestly think I took the brunt of the vomit. But we get it cleaned up. Spent like 45 minutes cleaning this car up. And I'm like, look, let's just get this good enough. And then I will wake up at like fucking six or seven in the morning and I will go get the car detailed. I'll go get it. I'll go clean it like really well with proper cleaning products. So we're all cool. We're and so we load Jimmy back in the car again. We get in and I'm like and I roll the window down in the back seat, partially to help everything dry out, including me. And uh but I roll the window down, I lean Jimmy against the door, and I'm like, Jimmy, if you got a puke man and there's no warning, just fucking turn your head and puke out the window. I'm like, if, if, if you can, let me know and I'll pull over. But if, if there's no time, just puke out the window. He's like, oh, man, I, don't, I can't even puke anymore. He's like, I think I just lost everything. He's like, I just puked everything I had in my stomach out. We get back in the car. We get on the freeway again. No shit. I fucking shit you not. We have not been on the freeway for three minutes, and he fucking did it again. Puked all over the back of my head. Exactly the same, only this time I was not as forgiving. I was like reaching back while I'm driving, choking him, going, you motherfucker. Jimmy, what the fuck, man? The fucking windows rolled down. All you had to do was turn your fucking head. He's like, fuck, man, I'm so sorry. I really fucked up, man. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? So we found another gas station. We pull over and do it all fucking over again. Then the next morning I get up early and I go and I clean out the car with proper shit and vacuum and like towel dry everything. I think I even got a blow dryer and a fucking extension cord so I could dry the sheepskin covers used, well, I, they didn't have Febreze back then, I don't think, but I used some shit to deodorize the inside of the car. 
I did a decent job, and I was like, there's no way my parents aren't going to know about this. So I tell this story to my dad while we're at a coffee shop. My dad, who is now at this point in his 70s, I'm like, you know, I'm like 35 years old. And there was a time where I would have taken that story to my grave. I was so afraid of my dad. (laughs) But I am telling him this in a coffee shop. I shit you not, my dad was laughing so hard he could barely breathe. He thought it was the funniest shit in the world. And I go, be honest with me. Did you guys ever know that somebody puked in that car? He's like, no. He's like, we had no idea. I was like, wow, that's amazing. I should talk to my mom about I want to ask my mom about it. I really only talked to my dad about it. I'm sure he must have told my mom about it. But he's like, yeah, we had no idea. Which I still find weird. Because for years, if you would look at certain spots on the car, because it's like leather interior. Like even on the ceiling, you could see little spots. It looked like dried spots, like water spots. But it was vomit spots where the the acidity and the vomit, like... kind of ate away at the interior of the car. And there were certain spots in the car. I was like, I was like, well, this is obvious. And I, you know, anytime I drove the car years after that, I was like, my parents have to know. My parents must know. They didn't know. I thought that was amazing. So for my birthday, take one of your family members out. If you're an adult now, confess to some shit. It's fucking free. I'd never even thought that that was even an option. But I was like, oh my God, this is the the best thing. Because they can't do anything. Especially if you don't live at home. They can't do shit. I mean, at most they'd be like, oh, I'm really disappointed that you did that. But you're an adult. That's Maybe that's the thing for my birthday is confess some shit to your parents that you did. Like, I puked in the garbage. I puked in garbage. <laughs> that's where you're supposed to puke. I puked in the refrigerator and clean, like, uh, confess some shit and just see what your parents say. Because I never even thought that that was a thing that you could do until I did it. And I was like, that felt great. My dad laughed. This was so fun. Um... So, yeah. What else? I'm sweating in my car. I can't, I can't roll the windows down because this parking lot in this hotel is right next to the freeway. Like, listen. The shitty thing is, I don't know if you can hear, the, hear that or not. If you can hear the road, the road noise. It feels great, though, with my window down. Um, what else health-wise? I've been feeling like I'm fighting a cold. None of this allergy shit, but, uh, and everybody's sick. A couple of my friends are up here. They're like, oh, yeah, we're still on antibiotics. We're just finishing off antibiotics for sinus infections. 
friend Dave Dasmalchen, who you know, who has been on the podcast, and his wife Eve are both up here. Dave just had to leave, but Dave has been flying a lot lately, and he literally the whole, all day yesterday and last night, he wore one of those surgical masks because he didn't want to get anybody sick. I have a bunch of photos to post that are really funny of all my friends and every in every photo Dave is wearing a surgical mask. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's like, uh, it's like a couple other people are like, yeah, I just feel like run down. Cold and flu season, man. That's what happens when your birthday is in cold and flu season. I don't know if I posted an update of the flu map this week because it's exactly the same as last week. <clears throat> if you follow me on Inst- on the We're No Doctors podcast Instagram, I usually try every week to post the CDC flu map to show how the outbreak of flu is doing this year. Literally for the past three weeks, the entire map of uh, the continental United States has been brown, which just means widespread flu activity. That sucks, but... Mm, what time is it? Uh... I don't even know what time it is. Oh, it's 12.24. God, I have very little time. I'm so sorry. I wish I had had time to plan better for this, but... The horrible turn of events that happened on Friday and just led to this whole weekend just uh, kind of falling by the wayside really threw things off for the podcast, but whatever, you know, celebrate life, um, yeah, I was going through old text messages that Brody and I had sent each other, like, two days ago, it's just very depressing, reading those texts, you wouldn't even know he was, like, sad, um, People tend to do a really good job hiding it. Ugh, it's such a fucking bummer. Um, yeah, I really did toy with re-airing the episode with Andy Richter and Busy and I talking about depression, but it's honestly been like two months since I last posted it. It's like... What's the point? Um, my back has been hurting. But that's just because I've been driving so much, you know. It was a long road trip up here. It was like three hours. And usually when I go on a road trip, I then, like, I'll check into my hotel. But then I just drive all over the place to take photos. Like, I tried driving up the coast, <laughs> like, another 45 minutes uh, on Sunday because I wanted to photograph uh, sea elephants. They're just like giant seals, but they have big noses. There's a big stretch of beach for like six miles where you can see these fucking sea elephants. But I think it's the wrong time of year because I didn't see any. 
had some good photos, and it was just nice to see the... I love the northern coast of California. I love that it's more rocky than it is sandy. There's driftwood everywhere. Like there's trees and pine trees, like, right up to the ocean. You don't have that in Southern California. Um, but, yeah, my back's been hurting, which... Oddly enough, a couple of weeks ago would have made me think like, oh, it's my kidney stone. My kidney stone's really fucking me up right now. It's cool to be able to have this kind of pain and go, well, it's definitely not my kidney stone because that shit was pulverized three weeks ago. Oh my God, it's so good. You should never take for granted urination. It's such a great feeling when you have just a full bladder and can barely hold it and you just start peeing. You go to the bathroom and you start peeing. Oh, for a week I couldn't do that. I had to like sit on the toilet because I thought I was going to pass out from that stent. Ugh. I still want to get everybody who I've had on the podcast to talk about stents and kidney stones to do one giant round table uh, episode where we all just talk about our stents. It'd probably be super boring for you guys. <laughs> but I think it would be therapeutic for me. I have to, I have to, have to, have to make a um, appointment to get my tooth pulled out. So I keep having these weird, every now and then I'll get like a kind of post-nasal drip thing. Which is normal if you have sinus issues or allergies. But every now and then I get it. This is so gross. Forgive me if you're eating, but every now and then I'll get the post-nasal drip. And it has just this fucking horrible taste of like death. Like bitter. Where I'm like, I might have a sinus infection. And I think it's because of the molar that I have to have pulled is right by my sinus. I've talked about it before. Um, so that makes sense. I just want to get this tooth out, get this shit over with. Somebody was reading the emails. I was reading listener emails and someone had mentioned a documentary on root canals. And how they might be really bad for you. I've heard of the documentary. I got to watch it. Um... I don't think it's a conspiracy. They, they, root canals very well could be bad for you. Like, this is all... Your gums, your teeth, everything are so close to your brain. Have such a direct access to your circulatory system, to your blood. Um, I gotta watch that. I'll watch that and do an episode about that. I should talk to my dentist about it too. Um, 
but I don't need a root canal now. I just need to get this tube pulled out and then probably do some antibiotics just in case this is a sinus infection caused by the tooth. But I was going to do it literally the day after I had my dick laser surgery to get the stone removed. There's just no way. Afterwards, I was like, I can't. I can't go into a dentist now the day after this shit has happened. So I had to put it off. But now I really want to do it. I was kind of dreading it. Just the thought of having a tooth pulled out skeeves me out. But ever since I had that fucking kidney stone laser surgery and subsequent stent, which was the worst part of it all, I dealt with that for a week. I am now, honestly, I have this whole new outlook of like, fuck it, pull my tooth out. It's not going to be as bad as having that stent in. I forgot I should roll the window back up. I probably heard that motorcycle go by. Um, yeah, I'm oddly not as afraid of other procedures now. I'm like, yeah, let's get that tooth pulled. I don't care. Yeah, I got to schedule a colonoscopy. I got to do that now that I'm 50. Probably should have done it a couple years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll do it all. I don't even care anymore. You know, stick pokers in my ears. Look around there. Do that shit, too. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I just had the worst thing in the world done. It's all... It's all gravy after this. Um, this hotel is so weird. It's like pink is a massive theme in this hotel. All the light posts in the parking lot are pink. The golf carts are pink. My room is the color of cotton candy. Everything in the room is pink too. It's insane. So that to that. Um, uh, that is a that, man. And that's all she wrote. Uh, I'm Roseanne, Roseanne Adana. Uh, what else? I don't know, man. I have, I have no sickness. I gotta get some guests now. I have a great guest for next week. I'm interviewing in a couple days. Very nervous about, very nervous about interviewing him. Um, but it's a very important topic. It's a very important subject. It's a very topic and subject. Same thing, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm a little uh, nervous about this, my next guess. But what are you going to do? Uh, let's look at how much time I've recorded. 40 minutes. That's not bad. Um, this might just be it. I might just call it here because I literally have like 15 minutes to go and shower and get ready to go meet some friends to go to lunch. Did I mention it's my 50th birthday? Ugh. I obviously don't feel any different. It's not like you wake up and you feel, you know, feeble and 
in pain. It's just weird that I am now in a decade of my life that starts with the, let, the number five, the letter five, starts with the number five. It's so weird. I was saying to somebody last night at dinner that when I was in my 20s, I was filling out an online form. <coughs> they have the scroll down. Oh, did you hear that? You're filling out an online form and they have in the menu year you were born. You're in your 20s. be like, click and it's usually in the first field of numbers like you can just go right down to your year like it's like 15 years back 15 20 numbers back and you're like oh yep there it is now that i'm like 50 even like last couple of years it's like uh what year were you born and you click and you just have to start scrolling through the 2000s through the 90s through the 80s, through the 70s, to 69. It's such a bummer now, the amount of time I have to scroll to get to my birth year. <laughs> I'm an old, fuck it. Uh, I can't complain though, I have friends who are older than me. I can only complain downward. I can only complain to my friends who are younger than me. I can't like turn to somebody who's 60 and be like, fuck man, I'm 50, this sucks. Because they would probably just punch me in the face. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call it here. It's been almost 45 minutes. Uh, I'm very sorry about the audio quality. Although, I don't know, I'm using my headset with the, the microphone by my mouth and into the voice recorder app on my phone, which is pretty good in general. So this might sound okay. Um, we'll see. We'll have a much better recording for next week. I promise you guys we'll have a guest. Because um, I'm going to do it right in my 50s. I'm doing this podcast right in my 50s. I just burped. Gross. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued, your continued listenership. A um, couple things, like I said, go out to dinner or lunch or something with one of your family members that you normally wouldn't, just to talk and tell stories. I think you might be amazed at how that turns out and also confess some shit. It's really kind of awesome. And the other thing, um, look up my friend Brody Stevens online. You can find many clips now on Instagram and Twitter if you just do a search for his name because everybody's been posting stuff. Funny, great person. Um, tell your loved ones you love them uh, while they're still around. Ugh. Um... But yeah, look it up. I'm sure you'll enjoy Brody Stevens as much as uh, those of us who knew him enjoyed him. All right, I'll leave it at that. Uh, have a great week, you guys. Great weekend. 
We'll talk to you next time. I love you. Bye.